Yo, I'm in Pittsburgh with a lot of hoes. Young nigga with a bankroll. This is the Ignite Agenda. I'm your boy, way more fly than you when you on Instagram. Way more fly than you. Two years on Twitter, your baby mama's favorite single father to my left. Big black nigga with the bald head. Yes, sir. Lil Dirt 88 on Twitter. Junior Dirt underscore 88 on IG. Yeah, man. Straighten out the, mm-hmm. the feng shui in this bitch. Right. <laughs> What's going on, man? How you feeling? I'm tired. Yeah. And pollen, like the pollen's starting to kick my ass now. I too. hear it. So, <laughs> I mean, mentally I'm good. I'm just tired. Like, Listen, if you are one of them niggas like us that got allergies, this is not our season whatsoever. <laughs> Nose been fucking itching since it stopped getting cold in the morning. I see the yellow shit on my car. I done already washed it twice. We in trouble. <laughs> we really are. <laughs> like, it's like a good six weeks where it's just going to be bad. Niggas, niggas with allergies, man. We in trouble. Listen, get your Claritin. Yeah. Get your Zyrtec. The nasal spray. Get your nasal spray. Flow nasal. Whatever the fuck you use, get ready. Arm yourself. Keep keep your book bag on you. Right. <laughs> if, for all my niggas with real jobs, keep your book bag with all your essentials in that hand sanitizer. Wipes for when you go take a shit at the job. Flonase, I got Flonase. I need to get some more. That Flonase ain't no bitch though. That shit, that shit ain't cheap. None of it is shit cheap. <laughs> <laughs> Even the, the ten pack for Claritin is like eleven dollars. The real, the real drug. If, you, if you're a real drug dealer, you'll have some allergy medicine. Right, <laughs> be out here busting. <laughs> that shit is nigga. Flonase about twenty twenty nine ninety nine for the little nasal spray bottle, but that shit work. Nigga, we went the we went to the store yesterday. We had. Four items, four or five items. One was cleared and one was the nasal spray. Water that bitch. That shit said fifty dollars. Listen, it's real. It's real in the field. Okay, <laughs> so if you're sensitive, <laughs> just make sure you equip with your essentials because this shit look like it ain't finna be playing. The numbers was real high last year. I remember watching the news and they saying pollen numbers is the highest it has ever been and i'm like fuck i'm at the crib like i don't want to go outside so we in a pandemic and the fucking pollen bad like bro this shit crazy oh man i don't do nothing yeah mentally bro how you feeling mentally i'm good like i said just a little tired like it's been it's that season of birthdays stuff like that so mm-hmm. it's like even when you get it off on the you off on the weekend you still got shit to do yeah so but it's all good cool cool what yeah about you? Same, same. Um, you know, aside from blood again, bullshit going on at work. You know, could, couldn't couldn't complain, couldn't ask for a better situation. Um, mentally, I'm at a, like an eight and a half or nine, but everything is going well, man. I don't really have no complaints. Working on some some things. So look, see, already itching. I'm telling you, bro. Y'all <laughs> niggas need to get your medicine up. Um, but for the most part, everything is cool, man. The world is strange. The world is getting strange. It's like the more and more I see people trying to go viral, the scarier it seems like things are going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was scrolling and the girl, it was a girl with picture, uh, this picture. She had like a whole bunch of freckles, but the caption was, oh, yes, I did. oh just had a baby two hours ago, mm-hmm. taking a picture with no filter. And I'm like, <laughs> you just had a baby two hours ago. Now, for the fellas that listen to us, I know that you don't know what childbirth is like or feels like, probably. I don't either. But I've been in the delivery room when a child was being born. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you, you should not be thinking about taking a selfie two hours after that traumatic experience has happened. Right. It's a lot that goes down. Your body goes through a lot of changes. And I just think that people just. 
are so focused on being seen or being, you know, searching for attention or screaming for attention. It's a lot, man. Like, I just, I hope people are okay. And when I was, after she had Chase, and you got to the room, I, the only time I touch my phone is like, hey, congratulations, how she doing, stuff like that. I wasn't thinking about taking no fucking pictures yeah. of that shit, bro. Like, right. my life about to change. Uh, life has already <laughs> changed. changed. Right. If the nigga is here, the life changed already. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I holler at y'all boys when I get done. Yeah. Uh, for two, Doug. <laughs> This is here. this is this is not a, a laughing matter because it involves an incident that could potentially be true, um, involving you know assault of some sort. But I am trying to bring light to the situation because I just don't believe that anything like this could happen. So four two Doug is accused of assaulting a woman, holding her hostage inside a Miami hotel. Now, I've never seen four two Doug in person. But I've seen a lot of videos and pictures of him standing next to normal-sized people. And the nigga's small, ain't he? <laughs> Fuck who Doug got to be by 4'7". Four, four I'm not even making this shit up, bro. Nigga, you get your little ass out the way? <laughs> bro. Now, unless he had a, a, a firearm. Right. I don't see how he holds anybody hostage. It says, according to reports, rapper 42 Doug is accused of holding a woman against her will inside a Miami hotel and beating her in the process. The details surrounding the incident are immediately clear. However, the accuser is suggesting that they or a friend was offered $50,000 in hush money to keep this ordeal from going public. What niggas did to me and at underscore Serenity Sky is not worth any money. Shit is not a joke, she wrote. In another set of photos, a woman with a bruised arm and a swollen face are shared with IG adding, this is what your favorite celebrities do on on closed doors, like grown men beat on my friend. Now, again, like I said, domestic violence is not a, a laughing matter. But what? I'm trying to understand how you couldn't beat this nigga the fuck up. We'd have been in there tussling. Yeah, like, ah. Uh, Bro, we the same height. Photo Doug, you... He every bit of my son height. Like, and not even like he, my son height and like slender or skinny. Like he is, he's dyke built. <laughs> Boy, man, he fresh. <laughs> and then he yeah. got hips, bro. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, we, mm-mm. I'd have beat 42 Doug the fuck up. I'm sorry. Like, you, even me, like, as a man, like, no nigga under five feet is finna try me. I'm sorry, that's just not for you know, Like, for real, like, first of all, ain't nobody gonna try me. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like you said, unless you got a pistol or some shit mm-hmm. pointing in my face, but nah, nigga, like, first of all, you <laughs> you got my chest. Bro. Yeah, <laughs> right. Come on your ass. <laughs> yeah, get the fuck over. Not the goddamn Sonic rings out your out ass. Here, bro. Man, like, uh, and I'm not, I'm not, you know, adding, valid, you know, trying to verify if this story is true or not. Clearly it happened because the girl said she got pictures. I haven't seen the pictures. But let's see. I think they got pictures over there. So the girl got a scratch on her face. She got scratches on her arm. She got bruises on her hand. Um, look like the Lowe's Hotel in Miami. I know where Lowe's at. It's on South Beach. But again, he's a fucking like oompa loompa. Like he real little. You should have kicked this nigga or hit him with a heel or something. Like I just, I don't know, man. You know. But it, it go back to a lot of shit Like niggas gotta do better Like Whatever the The situation was bro Just put her out Yeah You 42 duh If you wanna find some more action You in Miami You to find some more action Right Like bro just move on Like You doing that To that young lady Only causes more damage To your brand Correct So Correct Niggas fucking Um Fentanyl is Is running rampant In the community I have two separate stories About fentanyl I saw the big bitch One Resprucia got arrested in a drug stop. She had $3 million worth of drugs, including fentanyl. Um, it said she had 75,000 fentanyl pills, 23.5 pounds of crystal meth, 2.5 pounds of pure cut cocaine in a duffel bag in a van. The sheriff's office estimated that the drugs were worth $3.3 million. Uh, 
29-year-old Jamara Hennings was on her phone and swerving around the road, which is why she was pulled over. See, first and foremost, right there. You a fucking criminal. Yeah, I blame I blame whoever gave her this bag to travel to wherever she was going. Number one, why her? Clearly, she's stupid. If she on the phone and swerving with three point three million dollars worth of drugs and her freedom in the car, what will possess you not to drive straight? Don't switch lanes. Don't do none of this shit. Like to me, that that's one of the things that I'm real real nervous. About. I would never sell drugs. But I've often thought about transporting something for somebody. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? For a check. I'm I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. If that's all I got to do, I got to drive from here to there. My L's clean. You know what I'm saying? My tag clean. I don't drive crazy. I don't drive fast. Where's the risk other than it being undercover cops when I fucking get there? Right. That's the only thing that has ever stopped me from doing something like that. Right. But this is just asinine. Nigga, I'm 10 to 2. <laughs> 10 to 2 on the wheel, bro. I ain't doing shit. My shit might be at 12. Right. <laughs> See, all the way up. My night, you had a music on. No music whatsoever until that shit is out my car. Right, I get my buddy. Yeah, nah, hell nah. Like, she's fucking stupid. I didn't know why. That's the reason why she got pulled over. She was swerving, bro, on the phone. Number one, why you on the phone? I Why you even, holding the phone? Everybody got AirPods. Yeah, or Bluetooth. You better have a Bluetooth in your car transporting $3.3 million right. worth of drugs. I'm right. sorry. Or you better have some AirPods or Beats Pro or something. Nigga, the wire headphones will even suffice. The truck driver headset. What the fuck? This is just stupid. Yeah, I didn't know that was the reason she got pulled off. I saw the I saw the thumbnail and I was like, yeah. She is now facing federal charges after being turned over to the U.S. Department of Homeland Security. What state she got pulled over here? Um, Oklahoma. Mm, yeah. Oklahoma County. No, that shit racist out there. Oklahoma County. Uh, she's from Cleveland though. Damn, what is that? Okay, so look, I'm not good with geography. So, U.S. map. So, Oklahoma. Oklahoma's here. She from Cleveland. Ohio's right here. Shit. I don't know where she was going. Yeah. That's a long that's at least That's Dep- a good fifteen hundred miles. Yeah, depending on, like if she go diagonal. Yeah, that's yeah, a, that's a good fifteen. That's a that's a trip, boy. That's yeah. that's 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 probably like sixteen, seventeen hour trip right there. Bro, I'm telling you the entire time. I might even have a pan to piss in in the car, like bro. We not stopping. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They got sandwiches in the we cooler. Not we not stopping. We bro, not stopping. We gas. not stopping for shit. No nah, hell no. Nah. Nope. Only gas, and I'm nervous as fuck. Three point three million dollars, bro. I don't know how much our cover. They probably the fit, they finna they finna hell across the head with the fentanyl. Yeah. Off rip because that is was killing everybody mm-hmm. right now, and you had seventy five thousand pills of that. Listen, man, I don't know what's going on with everybody. Like I said, social media world and, and the world that we live in is just running rampant since COVID. I don't know if they need to, you know, put the mask mandate back up. Because <laughs> you see every state now, they lifting the mask mandate. You ain't really got to wear a mask to go nowhere no more. You know, and to be honest, bro, have you seen anybody or heard anybody say they're sick as of recently? We just had this conversation this week. I was like, when the last time you heard somebody said I got COVID or just even talk about it? Like nobody talks about it anymore. So, you don't even see that shit on the news. None. Like you don't see the the COVID rate, the none of that, the testing centers. Shoot, the one up the street, it's a whole bunch of cones out there, bitch. But yeah. I don't never see nobody out there. You know what I'm saying? The, the last thing I heard was China. I guess a section of China was about to go back into lockdown, mm-hmm. but that's the last thing. I, and I think that was like six weeks ago. And but, my homie, they went. My cousin and my, my, my homie, they went to St. Martin, I think, mm-hmm. and they had to get tested before the flight. Mm-hmm. That was a couple of weeks ago. And that was the first time I ever heard. And at the job, you know, we still got this policy where if you're not vaccinated, you got to take, you have to produce a negative test every week. Mm-hmm. So it's only one girl on my team that she got to produce a test every week. And she do it. You know what I'm saying? She go, I guess she go to the CVS by her house or whatever. Yeah. 
And she produced. She had that bitch to me before Thursday. It's due Thursday at two o'clock. <laughs> Nigga, that shit come Wednesday afternoon sometime, and I just be like, okay, cool. Like, I mean, once I literally once I got the vaccination, I was like, uh, yeah. I, I, you got the booster? No, nah. I didn't get a booster. Yet. I, t- I told my mom like they got their two shots out of me. Yeah, and I was like, eh, do I want to get the booster? But shit, it don't fucking matter now. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I've been straight. Kids been straight, right? You know what I'm saying. I think Kai right now he don't feel well, but that's because this probably he got it just as bad as right. I do. Yep. Like that nigga, he know he was rubbing his eyes yesterday and just straight up told me he was like, "Daddy, the pollen is in my eye." <laughs> I was like, "Fuck, clear to Yeah, right. like I got him. We got the liquid children's clear yep, for him, yep, but yep. man, every morning soon we walk out the door. This shit ain't no fucking joke, boy. So, so the other <laughs> fitting all story that this shit is a little bit funnier. So, and of course, it's a nigga from Florida. <laughs> Heard what Charlemagne said. Man, nigga, the crazy craziest dude. niggas is, is, is in Florida. If I could find what what is, uh, basically, um, it was a nigga that uh, locked himself in, locked himself in a porta potty. Ew. With fentanyl. <laughs> That's disgusting. It really is. I don't know if you niggas ever uh let me see. Fent. Where is that? Here it go. It said Florida man arrested after accidentally trapping himself in a porta potty with fentanyl. Now, I don't know if any of you niggas ever used a porta potty, but it's it probably got to be the top three, one of the nastiest places on the face of this earth to ever step foot in. Porta potty is disgusting. It really is. There is no exit for the waste that people put in there. They put this blue chemical shit in the toilet, and that's supposed to like kill the germs or the bacteria or whatever the fuck. But it's literally everybody's piss, shit, spit, uh, throw up, throw up whatever bodily fluid you want to release into that fucking deep ass hole with the blue shit in it. It's in there, and it stinks. <laughs> it does. <laughs> I, I think I used a porty potty one time, and I was like, never again. If you go to festivals and shit like Igloo, I was telling mm-hmm. you about, you're going to have to use that bitch at Igloo. Right. And festivals and like places where you got to do a lot of drinking, that's where it get worse at because you drinking, you drink, you're trying to drink, you're drinking alcohol to enjoy yourself, but then you're trying to drink water to remain balanced and hydrated. That's just all liquid. Yeah. Eventually, your ass gonna have to pee, and it ain't nowhere else to pee outside other than the fucking porta potty. And bro, when I tell you that shit is disgusting, <laughs> disgusting. It's this big festival in Miami called Jazz in the Garden. They have it at um, Hard Rock Stadium where mm-hmm. the uh, where the Dolphins play, mm-hmm. and they have they bring it's like a big ass concert. Mary J. Blige performed this year. Charlie Wilson, Ross, some t- Ross perform like uh, pretty much the biggest people you could name. They at the Hard Rock Stadium, but but they, and it's it's between old you know older generation and newer generation, and my dad go every year. This year he took my dad he took my brother because my mom didn't want to go. But one of the reasons why well, Madame the only reason she don't go is because she don't like to use porta potty, <laughs> and she know if she get out there and drink water, wine, or whatever she want to drink, eventually she gonna have to use the bathroom. Exactly right. She said I, I she said I will never use a porta potty ever in my life. That's the reason why I'm not going. And I was like, damn. <laughs> That's how you know that shit nasty. <laughs> Auntie a classy woman though. Yo, nah, my mama said she not. She said she ain't doing it. She said I can't use no porta potty. I said, Mom, I feel you. Shit. I don't want to use that motherfucker either, but I got a hose. <laughs> That's, yeah. That's a totally different That's the squat, only difference. Yeah. But if I had to sit down or I had to do this something, but the party is over. You know what I'm saying? We're we going to the crib. <laughs> we going to the crib. Or we going to the nearest hotel, wherever, wherever. Because that's the only, I don't even like on like road trips and shit. Like if I got a shit, bro, I'm not stopping at no 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 rest stop or no, no, nah, we got to go to a hotel. Mm-hmm. Hotel got lobbies and lobbies got bathrooms and they be the cleanest bathrooms in it because they got to keep the hotel clean. Right. That's the only bathrooms I stop at. And I just act like I'm a guest there. Like yeah, you know what I'm saying. Uh, I'm in room two thirteen, <laughs> and I go in there and I blow that shit up, and then I leave. That is the only time I use the bathroom. Yeah, like nah. as far as taking the shit on the road, 
Other than that, man, I piss whatever. You know what I'm saying? That ain't no thing. But yeah, use it to hell now. Nah. But had nigga trapped in a porta potty with some drugs. Fuck that. Bro, porta potty, bro. Fuck that. Nigga named James Gauss <laughs> stepped into a porta potty recently. He did so as a free man, but unfortunately for the 34 year old, he 34. His exit attempt from the large toilet container did not work out as smoothly. While inside the porta potty, the Florida native somehow managed to get his foot trapped underneath the door. Which caused excruciating pain and his inexplicable entrapment. As Gauss began to scream out in agony, bystanders nearby needed her, I mean, heard his cries and called the local authorities. What happened next was even more shocking than the way this entire predicament began. When the police arrived on the scene, they freed Gauss' foot from underneath the door, and they also discovered that the man had a wide variety of drugs on him. The cops discovered that Gauss was in possession of a small bag that contained a white powdery substance, and they later identified it as 0.05 grams of fentanyl. At the end of the police search, it was discovered Gauss had a syringe on him as well. He now faces a charge of possession of a controlled substance and a separate charge for drug use. While his bond has not been set, Gauss is scheduled to appear in court once, once again April the 11th. This got to be the dumbest nigga. In the history of dumb niggas. Definitely a little older than 34, too. Because he be on drugs. That nigga, goddamn. He was finna, he was finna shoot that shit, though. <laughs> Yo. Straight. Hey, y'all boys, can y'all, can y'all stop doing drugs, please? I know this probably not, this gonna fall on death's ears. And I understand, but drugs are really fucking up, y'all. Equilibrium, your brain cells, everything. Like, Stop. You know what I'm saying? Weed is cool. You know what I'm saying? Some of them. <laughs> right. There's some, some strong-ass weed out there. You might as well be on pills. <laughs> but for the most part, yo, stop, bro. Like, it's okay. It's okay. Like, you can enjoy life without it. Or you're going to end up like this nigga James. <laughs> <laughs> Why it's always a nigga named James that get in trouble, though? They just be bad or dumb. James, Willie, Charles, Steve. You're right. Mike. <laughs> Mike. <laughs> Drew. You're right. It's always one of them niggas. No. Um, Greg. <laughs> Greg's always getting in trouble. Shout out to my neighbors. Not you, bro. But I know a lot of dumbass niggas named Greg that get in trouble over some stupid shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Keith. Got to tighten up. Tighten up. Niggas named Keith be getting in trouble too, though. I don't. I think I met one Keith in my lifetime. Every Keith I knew always been like, except for one. My homie at the crib. He he, Keith. He he he. Good peoples, and he ain't never do no dumb shit like that. But I know some dumb ass Keiths too, though. Yeah, niggas got to tighten up. <laughs> All right, damn, bro, in a porta potty. Foot stuck. How you? Yeah, what I, I want to know is, yeah, I'm, how you get your foot stuck under the porta potty? If you going in that bitch, you take a shit or pee. That's what I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out like where would you get your foot stuck at? Cause it's like it's very like you got the door and you got the the outer walls and then you got like the little section where you piss in. Yeah, like that's confusing to me. But you know, stupid criminals get caught all the time. <laughs> so <laughs> that was just his day. That's just fucking stupid. <laughs> All right. Um, we got uh what was your scenario you had said? All right, this is a hypothetical scenario. You have a daughter. Daughter gets pregnant. Daughter confides. Oh, the daughter is 16, by the way. Mm-hmm. She confides in your soon-to-be wife, fiance. Mm-hmm. They get an abortion, but they don't. You find out after the abortion has already happened. What is your reaction? Mm. Okay. For one, I'm going to be extremely upset. Mm-hmm. 16, you say? Mm-hmm. 16 is a very, very, very critical age. And I'm just, this is, just, like you said, hypothetical. 16 is a very, very critical age. Um, it is the turning point of 
uh, adolescent slash adulthood. Mm-hmm. Like one of the turning points, like that 15, 16, you start to learn how to drive or are you already driving. Right. Um, Maybe working a little bit. Work, you you old enough to work. Mm-hmm. Um, you are at the point where you're taking either PSAT or SAT, pre-ACT, ACT, pre-LSAT, like if you want to be, you know, a lawyer or whatever. So the standardized tests that you take are crucial to your future. So all of these events are going on. And you fucking around to get pregnant. The reason why I would be upset is because I would think that I've developed a good enough relationship with my family for them to be able to tell me anything. Mm-hmm. And then we deal with it as a family. And then we, if we come up with a plan, this is the plan that we go for. Right. I would hate for my significant other to involve my child in a decision that I didn't get the opportunity to weigh in on. Mm-hmm. And... I just think that that would be unfair. I would be highly upset. I'd be highly upset. So my initial reaction was to be upset. And then I was like, let me think this all the way through. Then I was like, well, then apparently the daughter has a good enough relationship to confide in the stepmom. A lot of times you hear nigga got kids or woman got kids. Oh, they don't really fuck with my man or they don't fuck with my woman. Like, damn, I'm kind of applauding the situation because at least the stepmom, they don't hate each other. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They got to have some kind of a decent relationship where she can tell her some kind of business like this. So I was like, Let, let's take the positives out of the situation. Mm-hmm. And then she took the girl to get an abortion. So, like, you kind of like, you don't want to derail the young girl's life before it even starts. But also, I want to be included in on these plans. Like, I probably would have told, just just me, at 16, like, I probably would have told her to get an abortion too. Because mm. at 16, like that, you trying to raise a child. Like, you're already behind the eight ball without education. Right. Do this shit with a kid. And I'm not, I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's just going to make it that much harder. Yeah. Um. My whole thing would be don't take my choice away from me. Right. You went out and did what you wanted to do. You wanted to fuck raw and all this other shit. You, you made your choice. And I understand that. Once you get pregnant or your body is your choice or whatever, and that is a true statement mm-hmm. as an adult, All right? 16, you're not an adult. Well, in some states, you are. Mm-hmm. The age of consent is 16. Let me All say right. that. I'm here, right? But you then took away my choice to be a father to you by making a decision that could ultimately impact you for the rest of your life. I look at abortions and I know that I I can be insensitive to abortions in, at certain points in time. Mm-hmm. But that's only towards people who kind of... Because I take, I take parenting very seriously, right? right? And there's this... It's this overcast of people that just like to take shots at people that have kids. And hold themselves at high regard because they don't have any kids. Oh, I can do what I want. I wake up when I want, yeah. <laughs> Which is very true. You right. can. I don't have the luxury of waking up when I want because I have responsibilities. But that's not. That's not. That's I, this is a choice that I made. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not. I'm not bitter about it. You know. But what I would like for people to stop doing is stop making it seem or stop pinning us against y'all. Like we're mad that we had kids. <laughs> right. Because you would never. <laughs> it's not the me. case at all. <laughs> because you would never hear me say that. Yeah, I, I, my, my son was planned. Right. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? My son was planned. I knew exactly what I was doing. I was praying for a son at mm-hmm. that. So, you know, this notion of this this war between parents and non-parents, that's some made-up internet shit. Right. Right? So I just say that. But, like, you know, don't take my choice away from being your father and giving you the advice that you need. Because at 16, to me, that would mean that, well, clearly, we aren't as close as I thought we were. So, if you are pregnant, well, this is an opportunity for me to pull you back in and help you and let's create this bond. You know what I'm saying? Or or re, re-engineer the bond that I thought we had. Mm-hmm. If that means you having a child at 16, I support you. If that means that you, well, I don't think I'm ready, you know what I'm saying? And if that's the choice that you make, 
cool, no mm-hmm. problem. I'll drive you there myself. Right. But don't take away my choice. Mm-hmm. That was my whole thing about the scenario because, and I I, get, I agree with you one thousand percent. The relationship between the stepdaughter and the girlfriend, wife, fiance, whatever, isn't always a smooth sailing. Right. Likewise with the husband or stepdad or boyfriend or bonus dad, whatever the term you <laughs> want to use. You know what I'm saying? It's like that with you know I'm I I, I am on. Both sides of the argument because I I am a stepfather, father, bonus dad, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And then I am the boyfriend of a woman who has a, a child as well. So I am also a, assisting with co-parenting in my domestic relationship. Right. So I get both sides. I get the fact that, you know, a lot of times women want, not women, the other parent or the other party wants to engage with the child because they're not biologically tied to one another. Mm -hmm. So it's that much harder to develop that relationship between those two. I get that. I've Mm -hmm. gone through that currently going through it right now. And you, you get a a breath of fresh air when you do make a connection or a bond or y'all have a moment of, Oh yeah, this shit is working. All right. But the whole abortion thing, nah, don't take my fucking choice away from me. Um, I, yeah, and I, I agree. Like, I don't think it was a right or wrong answer in this situation. Um, it, even if she wanted to have the kid, like now you like now you really want to be an adult, mm-hmm. you know. And, and I look at my in laws a lot. She always told us, "Hey, I raised my kids, so when I want to get my grandkids, that's when I'm gonna get them." Um, but we're all older, so I couldn't imagine. Having a 16 year old in the house with a newborn that's not yours, now you got to relive this cycle all over again. Like <clears throat> it's so many. Like even if you want to have the kid, like that, that's just that's a lot in itself. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I just don't want to set my kids up for failure. And you brought up, and, and I wanted to ask you, like, uh, even if your relationship was even like you close with your daughter, mm-hmm. and I think we just need to educate our kids about sex more. Like, don't scare them. Don't anything like that. Like, just educate them. Like, hey, if you do this, like, this is what may or may not happen. Right. Um, because you can be just as close with your kids as you want to. But them urges that we have when we're teenagers, them shits ain't going nowhere. Mm-hmm. And you just got to, like, you got to educate it. We got to educate our kids. I agree. Because this can happen to anybody. It can happen to your sons or your daughters. Because mm-hmm. I don't want my son to be a father at 16. Mm-mm. I want you to wait <laughs> until you, you know. Yeah, you're not ready for this shit. Right. Y'all niggas don't need like take baths. Right. <laughs> like, for like for real. Um, I talk to, I, 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 I ain't going to say all the time, but I talk to Ari about sex. I have talked to her before. You know what I'm saying? And the way that I approach this conversation, because she's 13. Mm-hmm. We're at that age, nigga, I lost my virginity at 13. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So she's at that age where boys are horny. Maybe not girls so much. Because I, there, when I was growing up at 13, the girls that were horny were horny because they had a lot of free time. True. Mama work nights or daddy daddy work nights is, is one, it was, it was never a dual parent household. It was one or the other. Either grandma was there and dad or mom was there by herself and grandma either on medication, sleep all day, right. don't know what's going on, don't speak English. So you could get away with a whole bunch of shit. I grew up around Hispanics and Haitians. Mm-hmm. So the grandma being there necessarily wasn't really supervising. She just there. <laughs> she there because she can't stay nowhere else by herself. Right. So... Um, you know, but the boys, nigga, horny all the fucking time. Me and my homeboys at 12, 13, we couldn't wait till they mom went in this. One of my homies, if he ever hear this, he'll know I'm telling the truth because they was the first family that I knew that had, remember the big screen TV, but the one that sit on the floor. Mm-hmm. They had one of them shits and that shit had to be like a 55 inch. <laughs> 60 inch. Now at the time, nigga, that's a big ass tell, fucking right. TV. With the big back. With the big back. <laughs> And they had a VCR, DVD. Mm-hmm. No, we didn't have DVDs at this time. A VCR. And nigga, I don't know how the fuck they came up on this tape, but it was a booty talk tape. 
It was Booty Talk 15, 16, something like that. One of the earlier versions. And nigga, we couldn't wait till this mom, this nigga mom went to work. Whether it was uh, teacher's work day or whatever the fuck. Whenever we had that TV to ourselves, nigga, we'll pile in the living room and they'll put that flick on. And we was in that bitch watching it from start to finish. The words, the the narrative and all. <laughs> you want to know how niggas nasty? Because we did this same shit and we, you in Miami, we in Atlanta. Nigga, we couldn't wait. They cracked, you know, they had the, the jailbroken uh, direct TV card. Yep. And you get all the channels. Nigga, it's a, it's a room full of five, six, seven niggas all watching porn. Watching like, porn. <laughs> But see, nowadays, they'll look at that shit and be like, oh, that's gay. Nigga, that was entertainment when we was growing up. Not even playing, bro. Like, even even family-wise, if Trey ever listened to this, I swear to God, he'd know I'm telling the truth. Nigga, Uncle Woody used to have, it was either Playboy or it was uh, Penthouse. One of them two channels. Mm Mm-hmm. But he had that bitch on the box that sat on the top of the TV and the numbers was red. Oh, yeah, I remember those The cable shows. box or whatever. I know for a fact that nigga had, he, and he paid for that shit. Because <laughs> you, because Trey knew exactly what fucking channel it was. And whenever Uncle, Uncle Bird and Uncle Woody went to sleep, Y'all nigga, we fired that bitch up. And we was in that bitch watching it for hours. <laughs> and we was every bit of nine years old, 10 years old. I was the oldest, so I already knew what time it was. <laughs> and they like a year and a half, a year behind me. Right. You know what I'm saying? So... Yeah, niggas was boys was horny. Boys is horny little fucks, bro. Like me included at this time. So I talked to Ari about that because Oh damn. Camera too hot. Somebody be the light. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Shit. Um so the uh at anyway, we'll keep going. That's cool. So <laughs> the uh at any rate, the um damn what I was finna say. You talking to Ari? Yes. Talking to Ari about um about sex. And I just let her know, like, listen, you know what I'm saying? I can't I'm not gonna be able to be there with you every step of the way. However, you gotta learn how to protect yourself and make the right decisions. Mm-hmm. I said, boys are gonna tell you everything under the sun to get you to like them. And by like them, I mean in all facets. Like them mentally, physically, emotionally, the whole nine. Mm-hmm. I say you got to be able to tell the difference between just talking and actual feelings and emotions. I said never judge anybody by what they say to you. Always how they treat you. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like the way that somebody is treating you, you don't have to deal with it. You don't have to put up with it. You don't have to do none of that. And I said if ever there's a time where you get to where... You feel like you want to have sex? I said, I'm probably not always going to be around. I said, but I want you to always remember to protect yourself and him. Because it ain't all just about you. Right. It's about him, too. Both of y'all can't be in that bitch making dumbass decisions. Right. Y'all can't because y'all going to end up two dumbass parents. Right. <laughs> and I talked to her just yeah, like that. Yeah. And she'll laugh, but she didn't understand that I'm serious. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's really it, bro. Like. Yeah, man. Like, we was horny little kids, though. I ain't gonna lie, bro. Like, damn. When we got our first computer, maybe not first, but first let's say, or when dial up switched to uh, to DSL, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you can download shit even faster. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, nigga, just be in the be in the computer room, just download shit, just because, like, because that's just like them urges. You can't do. I mean, you can't do shit about it. Like, they just urges, like... I remember... Hormones jumping. See, I had... I'm a little older. We had Napster. Y'all ain't have Napster, huh? Y'all had, like, LimeWire. Lime you came on a LimeWire and Bear Share and all. Yeah. Okay. Nigga, I was first generation downloading. Mm-hmm. Napster, when Napster hit the scene, shout out to my homeboy, Sabir, Omar Sabir. They was the first family I ever knew that had DSL. Because mm-hmm. everybody had dial-up at first. Right. They was one of the first families I knew to have an extra line for just the computer mm-hmm. alone. Yep. And then another <laughs> phone line for the regular, regular house. Yep. And then they converted the second line into DSL or got DSL internet. We used to be over that bitch all the time. And that's when AOL Instant Messenger hit and Napster. And then I think Black Planet was popping around that time, too. But, nigga, everything from 
you know, trying to see, trying to meet up with girls at the movies <laughs> that you done met online. You right. know, back then, see, the internet predatory bullshit wasn't really prevalent back then. Right. So, you talking to people online, you really talking to somebody that probably 13, 14, 13. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They mama let them out, we'll meet them at the fair or some shit like that, or the movies, or, you know, football, basketball game, or whatever. So, we was we thought we was doing a damn thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> shit. I, I don't pull this girl from AOL or I'm on Black Planet. Bro, you be talking to bitches for three, three four years, never meet them. <laughs> so, so like Twitter all over again. <laughs> Whole ass relationship. You seen this motherfucker one, one time. time yeah. <laughs> Damn. Damn, those was the days, boy. That's when life was simple. Simpler. But think about it, though. When when shit was back then, like, what, what would you say your most troubling thing was um like what was the hardest to navigate at that time for me it was more so me just being confident in myself okay because like she's going to say this there's no reason to get mad honey (laughs) but um like when we were separated and i would like hit up some people from high school oh i always wanted to talk to you i always Mm -hmm. like you, you just never approached me like i've heard that Probably on you know a handful of times. Oh, you never approached. I'm like, well, you know, shit. I was, I'm just chilling. Like that's just my personality. I'm a yeah. chill. Like talking about back then, like back in then, high school. Yeah, I'm like I'm still chill now that yeah. I, as I as I was in high school. But you didn't talk to them back then because nah, like I would joke around and I would do, but I never really tried to. I ain't really tried to holler at a well, lot of people. I yeah, you. until like you know latter part until I really started driving for real. But a lot of these people I went to school with since elementary. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I like, you know, I liked you since like middle school and shit like yeah. that. And, but my biggest thing was like just being confident in myself. Like sometimes even when I played baseball, I just wasn't always sure of myself. Like sometimes I second guess myself. Yeah. And, but if I can go back and change that shit. Socializing was always my biggest issue. Mm. Not that I couldn't socialize, I did it a little too much. <laughs> I've always been the, the type of person that you put me in the room, you put me in the room with 10 people, I'm going to come out with all 10 of them motherfuckers liking me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, we we would have had a conversation. We would have known what we have in common, what we don't have in common, things of that nature. So when I got to middle school, sixth grade, this went, sixth grade, fifth grade was cool because I, 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 I went to a, I, I transitioned from all black, damn, to all black elementary school after second grade. In third grade, I went to a damn near all predominantly Spanish middle school. Mm-hmm. So we had, that's when we had moved to Miami Lakes, and I went from third to fifth grade. I went to Joella Seagood Elementary, straight Oyes. That's what we call them in Miami, Oye. Mm-hmm. Sixth and seventh grade, same thing. Miami Lakes Middle School, nigga, Cuban. You name them, they was there. Cuban, Dominican, Puerto Rican, uh, Peru, Panama, not Panama, yeah, Panamanian, whatever. If they spoke Spanish, they went to that school. And it may be like 12 black people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it wasn't until seventh grade that the Spanish girl started liking me. That's when I knew I was a shit. Because as Spanish, Spanish people stick to their own right, right, kind. Part, like yeah. if you was black and a Spanish girl liked you, like you was the shit because she couldn't fucking take you home. Right. To her daddy Enrique or whatever the fuck, <laughs> you come in that bitch and he might he might come out come out the room with a hammer or something. You know what I'm saying? Like that it was that was a real it was really really like racist like that. You know what I'm saying? To the point where the girls wasn't even scared to like black dudes. But that's when I kind of knew I was like, oh, I'm the shit now. Like, and Lee Spell like me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that was that was that was my whole that was my transition into like like being social like. Once I seen that, I was like, "Oh shit!" And then I played sports too, so it was just mm-hmm. like I was—I was pretty decent in, in basketball. I was like, "Man, I even have no problem getting fucking people to like me or girls to like me." And then that shit just skyrocketed from there. Ninth grade, tenth, eleventh, twelfth. When I went to college, oh man, because going to fam, shit, nigga. If you—if you had your own bedroom on yeah, campus, it was good. Because a lot of people share it was four to a room. 
Um, it was like bump beds in the shit. dorm. Nah, it was twin longs, nigga. <laughs> the twin bed, but that bitch was long as fuck. It mm. wasn't it went wide, but it was long. Twin well, all y'all sharing the same. We so my my room. I didn't have a dorm like that, so mm. I knew we in the in the in the dorm that I stayed in. It was like they called it on campus apartments. So it was a four, two. Mm. So it was four rooms in our dorm. Everybody had their own bedroom, but you shared the bathroom. Right. And the nigga that I shared the bathroom with, his name was Steve. He was from D.C. Mm-hmm. One of the cleanest niggas I ever met in my fucking life. I'm talking about cleanliness like you OCD. Me right. and him, I, I'm still trying to find this nigga on Facebook to just like see how he doing this shit. Because that's how good of a roommate he was or a bathroom mate, if you want to call it. The nigga was just clean. So I never had no issues with like the bathroom being dirty, him mm-hmm. leaving towels and shit. In, in the bathroom, it was cool. So, but we had our own room. So, and it wasn't no RAs on our flow, like resident assistant, mm-hmm. who, you know, in some of the movies, you'll see the RA be a dickhead or something. They come oh, no and make sure you there. ain't no girls yeah. can't be in here. Even though it was co ed housing, like it wasn't no girls in our dorm room, but next, the floor below us, it was girls. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but our RAs wasn't no dickhead, like, because you couldn't have alcohol in the room, you couldn't have girls in the room. Nigga, psh, we had parties every fucking Every other every Friday, somebody knew somebody to go to the liquor store. We went to the liquor store, got the cheapest liquor there was because niggas ain't had no money back right. then. So you was buying everything that ain't in ninety nine. You were buying everything, nigga. Taco Vodka from Taco Vodka to Seagram's gin and ginger ale or soda or whatever the fuck you had to chase it with at the crib because you didn't have a car to go to the store. Right. And whoever went to the liquor store, you better hope they got all that shit before they, because once they bring it back to you, it's a wrap, nigga. You can't go nowhere after that. So yuck. Yeah, man. I, I, I man, I'm, I'm. It's, it's, it's amazing that I'm still alive. <laughs> My stomach did hurt thinking about that shit. Like she made a drink with vodka the other day, and I was like, Yeah. I can't I can't do this shit though, bro. Mm mm. Mm mm. Even um. I ain't even talking about my trip. I had a great time. We went to New Orleans. Mm-hmm. We're, we're <laughs> nigga. <laughs> we took two naps in uh, across two days. <laughs> so, and we and shout out to Jim, man. Jimmy is not funny. That he used to be on the podcast. If y'all been fucking with us for a long time, Jim moved back to New Orleans. Him and his wife they just had a baby. So, we was in New Orleans, and I, I got a chance to hook up with him. You know what I'm saying? And Jim still Jim. But Friday night, no, yeah, Friday night, when we got there, we got there, we checked in, and you know, you lose an hour going to New Orleans. Right, yeah. So, so no, I'm sorry, you gain an hour. Yeah, so it's eight so, years. Uh, yeah, so it's seven, seven there, right. So, but mind you, that one hour make a whole fucking mm-hmm. difference, bro. Like, I ain't going to lie to you. We got there, uh, we put the bags down, we went to get something to eat, we took a couple of shots. No, yeah, we walked to get something to eat. Like, the spot that we went to, it may be like eight, nine blocks. Mm-hmm. But it was yeah. cool out, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't hot. Right. So we we footed. We was like, all right, we can walk. So we walked down, you know what I'm saying, ate, and then came back to the room. By then, we had a couple, three, four shots before we left. Had something to drink when we got there. Came back to the room, and we were supposed to go to this little lounge. Mm-hmm. So we was like, all right, we're going to lay down and watch an episode or whatever it was. I think Pieces of Her that we're trying to finish or whatever. Mm-hmm. Nigga, both of us fell asleep. I woke up at 3 o'clock in the morning. It's 4 o'clock here. Right. Jim was blowing my phone up. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, where you at? Nigga, how, how you go out of town and go take a nap? I said, because I don't never get to take a nap, bro. Right. That was Friday night. Saturday, we did the same thing. We woke up, got it up pretty early, went, went to Walmart, went to Target, got something from Starbucks. Came back home, got dressed, and then went to get breakfast. Um, we rode scooters all through New Orleans. That shit was fun as fuck. And then we came back home. We said the same shit, man. We just gonna lay down and like rest before we go out. Right now. later on, nigga took another nap. We didn't wake up till about eight thirty, but this time we woke up a little earlier. Right. So we was able to get rest. We woke up. We went to gym crib. They had a band in their backyard. They had food and shit like that. It was cool. Mm-hmm. And then from there, we went to this little lounge spot. Man, we got to the lounge. That's how you know we old. Got to the lounge. Like, everybody, 
it's a lounge where certain older, like the older crowd, not older, but people like our age go. Mm-hmm. Nigga, but it was a line to get upstairs. Picture the line to go upstairs, like if you go to Circle. Yeah. And it's a line to get to the rooftop. Oh yeah, it's time to. But it was a line. It was a long ass line, and it was only letting a few people up there at, at a time. time. Nigga, we found a little cozy little spot in the corner, man. Yeah. We smoked the joint, and I was like, "Bro, you ready?" She was like, "Yep." <laughs> Y'all was in there with an hour. Nigga, an hour and a half, maybe. <laughs> and it took thirty minutes to park because it wasn't no street parking like that. You had to kind of wait for somebody to leave. But we had a great time. I had a great time. But it's just being out of town. You realize that you can't do all the shit that you used to be able to do. Like, mm-hmm. you used to, man, when I was in college, nigga, we'd drive to Orlando party, get drunk as fuck, drive back to Tallahassee the same night. Shit like that. Man, yeah, I would die trying to do that shit right now. <laughs> I'd be, be, be in somebody's tree. Like, bro, hell no. Nah. I don't like getting up driving to work sometimes, let alone get drunk and drive to drive back home. That's why I ain't going to the gym in the morning. Y'all niggas want to hang out tomorrow night. <laughs> Wake up at 4 30 and try to hang out with y'all niggas. Hell yeah. Nah, nah bro. Like, 12 o'clock, be tapping you on the shoulder, niggas. Man, it's, like, clear. It's, time to, it's time to go, like, for real. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, my brother, I'm happy my brother coming. But listen, tell this nigga. I, but he he just as old as us in his mind because he'll, he'll go to sleep in a minute. So I already know what time it is with him. You know what I'm saying? He don't really hang out that late no more. You know what I'm saying? But I know. By him not having the kids, it's an opportunity, you know what I'm saying, for us to hang out or whatever. Right. But yeah, man, like I New Orleans was fun. You know, shout out and my heart goes out to everybody because they had a tornado there Tuesday. True. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to everybody. But listen, father your kids, especially the daughters. I know we say we pay more attention to the girls than the boys. You should equally pay attention to your kids, but I hold women at a high regard, even though I rank the shit out of them on a daily basis. <laughs> I do hold women to a high regard, and I think that they are very, very precious. So that's why you should cater to those women um, of that of that gender. So daughters, hug your daughters. Tell them they're beautiful, they're princesses, mm-hmm. all of that good shit, because they're going to need it when they get old as fuck or older, and they be on the internet naked every fucking day because ain't nobody tell them that they was beautiful, and now they fishing for niggas in their comments. And that happens a lot. And swear a nigga be thirsty. Yeah. Bitch, you naked. Right. <laughs> what else you want me here for? And I had I was scrolling. It wasn't like I went looking for you. Right. You had your titty in the screen. You don't want that butt booty naked. Right. So I said all of that to say, man, you know what I'm saying? This is a podcast that promotes great parenting, fatherhood, True. True. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Taking care of your responsibilities, all of that good stuff. Uh, thank y'all so much for supporting us and, and, and just being there. You know what I'm saying? We're going to keep giving y'all content whenever the fuck we feel like it because we got a whole bunch of other shit going on. Damn sure do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm boy, way more fly than you. One, you on Instagram. Way more fly than you. Two, you's on Twitter. Little Dirt 88 on Twitter. Junior Dirt underscore 88 on IG. Hey, man. Uh, sorry about the camera going out. Uh, this is my first time. Uh, using the ring light shit, I did not know it heats the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Trial and error of being, uh, you know what I'm saying, independent <laughs> podcast. You learn as you go. So you're only going to get about 36 minutes of the video of this episode, but my bad. You know what I'm saying? I'll fix that shit the next time. We got you. Thank y'all for listening. <laughs>